Today's Vision Sunday, and, and uh, this past weekend we had a great Christmas, or not Christmas, we had a Dream Team party. Uh, Christmas was a couple, about a month ago, but anyway, we had our Dream Team party celebrating our Dream Team that serve here every Sunday, every week. Uh, over 100 people serve here every week to make the ministry work and happen, and, and we're blessed. And we shared some uh, statistics there of what happened last year. And last year was a great year for Transformation Church because of you and your service to the kingdom. Uh, we had record uh, attendance last year at our church. Three years ago, we were averaging 150, 160 every Sunday in one service. And in 215, we are officially an over 500-member church now. Uh, as the church has grown from 160 to over 500 now, and that's because of you inviting your guests and your family and friends and record income last year. We're going to share a little bit of that with you. But here's some statistics of last year of what God did. Because of you going out inviting your friends and your family, we had 338 people. We had way more than that come as guests, but those are the people that turned in their card that filled out the guest card and turned it in. They received a letter from us, an email from us, a phone call. I call all of our guests personally every week and, and just give a quick thank you for being with us any way we can help you. Uh, 338 of your family and friends came out and filled out a card last year. Out of that, 177 gave their heart to Jesus here on Sunday morning that we know of that filled out the card and said that. So many more hands were raised than that. But those are the ones that filled out the card. And then out of that 177, 133 were baptized in water last year as a result of accepting Christ. And, and that's exciting. And then out of that, we had 157 go through and complete our growth track last year uh, here at the church and finding their place in God and, and starting their journey with the Lord. And so come on, let's give God a big hand for that. That's awesome. And it's all because of Him and you. Amen. And a great, great year there. And I love this one. Here's the last one I want to show you. You gave $49,842 to missions last year to sow the gospel outside of the church. And so uh, we share with you, we let you know that, and many of you, you did it last year. You gave $5, $10 a week above your tithes to go strictly to missions. 100% of that goes. And then we take 10% off the top of every tithe that comes in here. We tithe out of here into missions, and so first thing that we do with it, and so uh, because of your giving and your free to, uh, freedom to give and, and you give joyfully, we were able not only to take care locally, but to send out almost $50,000 to missions to help reach people with Jesus around the world. Amen. Can we just say thank you, Jesus, one more time and give him all the praise because he deserves it all. Amen. All right. We are now in Vision Sunday, and every year in, in January, we have our Vision Sunday to just kind of give you an idea of where we are, are, are wanting to go this year and what's the theme, what's the topic. And so everything this year will work around this topic, this theme, and our theme this year is discover, discovery, to discover. And, and our, our desire this year is to see many of you uh, have a discovery that God wants to show. I'm going to just get ahead of myself, so I'm going to wait. Watch this video. It'll explain where we're going. Finally tonight, once you've made it to the big time, why would you ever want to go back down to the farm? Steve Hartman found the answer on the road. At one point, number 60, Jason Brown, was one of the best centers in the NFL. At one point, he had a five-year, $37 million contract with the St. Louis Rams. And at one point, he decided it was all meaningless and just walked away from football. My agent, you know, he told me, he said, you're making 
the biggest mistake of your life? And I looked right back at him. I said, no, I am not. No, I am not. So what could possibly trump the NFL? You wouldn't believe. Jason Brown quit football to be a plain old farmer, even though he never farmed a day in his life. How did you learn even to do what you're doing? Get on the internet. You watch YouTube videos. So you learned how to farm from YouTube? Yeah. You can still plant your crops. Thanks to YouTube and some good advice from other farmers here in Lewisburg, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. This week, Jason finished harvesting his first five-acre plot of sweet potatoes. When you see them pop up out of the ground, man, it's the most beautiful thing that you could ever see. He says he has never felt more successful. Not in man's standards, but in God's eyes. But God cares about the NFL. I see people praying to him on the field all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people praying out there. But um, when, when I think about a life of, of greatness, I think about a life of, of service. Which leads us here. Which leads us here, yes. See, his plan for this farm, which he calls First Fruits Farm, right. is to donate the first fruits of every harvest to food pantries. Today, it's all five acres, 100,000 pounds of sweet potatoes. It's unusual for a grower to grow a crop just to give away. Rebecca Page organizes food collection for the needy. And that's what Jason has done. And he's planning to do more next year. Jason has a thousand acres here, which could go a long way toward eliminating hunger in this neck of North Carolina. Love is the most wonderful currency that you can give anyone. You sure you played in the NFL? <laughs> yes. Because I feel like cuddling you right now. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Jason may have left the NFL, but apparently holding is still a penalty. Steve Hartman on the road in Lewisburg, North Carolina. Amen, pretty powerful, right? Discovery, and, and that's what Jason Brown did, is he had a discovery. He discovered something in his life that was deep down inside, because how many knows to walk away from $30 million is just not something anybody can do? And yet he did, because he's discovered that purpose was more important than being famous, because not many sinners are famous anyway. But it wasn't that he wanted to be known as the, the, the big star, the center in football, he wanted to leave a legacy because when season was over, very few people would be talking his name from football, but he's got an entire state talking his name from caring and sharing and giving hope. And I want to talk to you today about discovery or rediscovery because to discover means to see, to get knowledge of, to learn of, or find out, to become aware of. And, and God wants this year to be a year that many of you will discover for the first, team, first time many areas and things and, and visions and purposes that God has for your life. And, and many of you, it's going to be a year of rediscovery that God wants you to come back and rediscover some things that he had already spoken to you years ago or promised you or put into your heart, but through circumstances and situations and obstacles and crises, maybe those things were taken away from you. But God wants you to rediscover that purpose and plan that he has for your life. And to do that, I want to share with you three areas that our prayer as a church that will help you in your discovery and three areas that we would like for you to focus on this year. Because how many thanks God for 215? Amen. How many had a good year in 215? I mean, there was some stuff. We, Our family went through some stuff. All right. 
But how many is ready for 216 to be the greatest year of your life? Yeah. Because if you're not anticipating it, it won't. But if you're really believing it, not a New Year's resolution, but a year-long expectation, and I'm sowing into it through the year, not just once at the beginning, there's an expectation that I can have in this year. And you heard me say it in the last couple of weeks, if this is the greatest year of your life spiritually, it will be the greatest year of your life. Because if the spirit man is taken care of, everything else has a way of finding his proper place. And so I want to talk to you today on three things. Number one... If, if, if you're going to discover, the first thing we want you to discover is to discover your delight. Your delight. And I'll explain these as we go. To discover your delight. The psalmist put it like this in Psalms 37. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. God, God wants you to dwell. He wants you to be blessed. How many wants to have a year of just blessing and favor? Just dwell in the land wherever you put your foot. Jesus said it's blessed. Here it is. Take delight. And, and the word delight there means take pleasure, happiness. Take joy in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. How I many has got some desires this year? You, you, you've discovered some things and you just want to believe God for that extra. You want to go that extra mile this year. You want to see exceeding abundantly above what you could ask or think. How many believes God still that kind of God that he can shock you with his favor and blessing in your life? And I'm not talking hyper faith or ridiculous stuff. I'm not a, a cheerleader. If God wanted me to cheerlead, he'd have put me in a skirt and stood me beside a football field. He didn't and I'm not, amen? And thank God you don't see me in a skirt. That is a blessing on your behalf. Okay, but I am a pastor that believes in the word of God, has watched that word work in my family, and I know that God's still a God that's an exceeding abundantly and above what we can think or ask God, and he's got amazing stuff ready for those that are ready to go discover it. How many knows people didn't find treasure by accident? They discovered it because they were looking for it. And when you begin to look for God's delight, you begin to show that in your life, amazing things begin to happen. God wants you to rediscover. What, what does this mean, Pastor? He, he says, take delight, take pleasure, happiness, joy. And this is why we're doing this eight-week discipleship class. It, it's amazing. I, I've gone through college. I've gone through the, I've taught the graduate school level. And, and, and I can tell you, this eight weeks uh, is, is as deep, if not deeper, than any eight weeks of study that I've, ex I've received in a college or a graduate school. It will show you. How many want to know your faith and how to defend it? And, and that's what this eight weeks, this is deep stuff, but it's at a place where you can grab it, understand it, and run with it. And so we really want you to be here tonight because we want you to understand we want you to discover Jesus again and discover him in a way that you can understand it but know what you believe in and why and be able to defend it when you're out there in society because how many knows Christianity is under great attack today and if you don't understand what being a Christian is, how do you go out and give Christ away? Discover a true and genuine faith in Jesus. Experience and delight yourself in a true and exciting relationship with him. Your Christian journey should be the most exciting part of your life. Discover what makes you happy. Many of you need to rediscover the gifts and the callings that God has placed within your life. He wants this year to be a year that you go back and pick up those things that you were once passionate about. 
those dreams you once had, those desires you once possessed, but crisis and tragedy or failure has kind of taken those away from you, but God wants you to come back and rediscover those in your life and put Jesus number one and all of a sudden run with it and find delight in your life. Jason Brown was crazy in the eyes of others to walk away from five-year, $30 million contract. But why did he do that? He found his delight in the Lord and his purpose. He discovered his purpose was bigger than football. It was bigger than making $30 million. His purpose was leaving legacy that transformed families and gave hope to an entire state with the hope of of Jesus and the gospel. And God wants you to know today, all Jason Brown was was another sinner that nobody nobody knew his name when he was playing football. Because people don't award sinners for anything. He wasn't famous. He was rich. Now he's rich and famous. Because he's discovered his delight in the Lord. And God wants you to discover your delight in him. Discover what it's like to have fun again. Some of you forgot how. Only one agreed with that. But some of you forgot how. See, you forgot so long you can't even amen that. God wants you to delight. He wants you to discover delight. He wants you to have pleasure in him. He wants you to have fun again in life. How many knows it's hard to take Jesus to a world that you're not having fun in? And and God wants you to laugh again. He wants you to find pleasure again. And so so how do I find my delight? Come out tonight, 6 o'clock. And find out, get grounded in God, get your faith restored, get in this discipleship class. And that's one way that you can kick off and make it happen. Number two is you got to discover your DNA. Discover your DNA. And I'll explain that again. Psalms 139, love the scripture, for you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm, say it with me, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Some of you need to discover that again because you keep telling God all the excuse, all the reasons he made a mistake with you. You keep telling God if he'd have made you so-and-so, you'd be doing great things in his kingdom or if you'd have given me this talent or that ability, I would be, no, no. You need to come back and discover your own DNA in God because he created you fearfully and wonderfully made. You, you may not have the hair that she's got or you may not have, but you don't know the hell she's going through you don't have either. You know what I'm talking about? And you need to come and understand that you are specific in every part of you that God, he created your looks, he created your sight. He created your mindset. He created your personality. He put specific gifts inside of you that can change a community, change a job, change all kind of atmospheres around you. You've got to come and realize that you've been fearfully and wonderfully made by God. And you've got to look in the mirror and go, I know that very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Watch this. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days, all the days, say all the days. All the days ordained for me, that means before now, right now, and in the future were written in your book before even one of them came to me. God saw your past. He saw your now, and he sees the very future of your life. Every day of it, not one day of your life has caught God by surprise. Come on, some of y'all need to get this today. 
because you're over here disqualifying yourself because of situations and circumstances and, and weaknesses and failures in your life. And you need to grab this today. Not one of your days has caught God by surprise. He knew all of my days. He saw them all before one of them even came to me. You know what that does? It gives me hope that God's got this. Can I tell you today, tell your neighbor, God's got this. Tell your other neighbor, God's still got this. Man, he's got this. You've got to come and find your DNA, discover or rediscover the real you. Everybody look at me for a second. Discover or rediscover the real you and fall back in love with you. Because if you don't love you, no one else can. Ooh, that's good preaching right there. Don't expect anybody else to like you any more than you do. You got to come and find out you've been fearfully and wonderfully made by God. Stop trying to find your value and happiness in someone else's opinion about you and start finding your happiness in your own opinion about yourself. Discover who you are in God, your own DNA. He has fearfully and wonderfully made you. Who are you? How are you wired? What is your purpose? Stop disqualifying yourself because of a dysfunctional lineage. Stop disqualifying yourself because of dysfunctional past. And start discovering who you are in Christ today. And find the delight in God. Find pleasure in Him. And start walking out the DNA, the person that God has called and created you to be. Find purpose in that person. How do I do that? Thing called small groups that we kick off next Sunday and tents are going to be all over the place and life change comes through relationships, through small groups and next Sunday there's going to be 20 to 30 small groups out there and they're going to be under tents and you walk around and, and find which one is where you want to belong and you connect with that small group of people and they're going to meet every week and you build relationships and life change comes through accountability and relationships and, and God wants you to come out and rediscover your own DNA, identify who you are, fall in love with that person again and go make a difference for the kingdom of God. Number three, you've got to discover your dynamics. Discover your dynamics. And I call that our gifts. Because every one of you, look at your neighbor and tell them I'm a 10. Oh, you need, you, that, there's your opportunity. You've been given the opportunity of your lifetime. Come on, Drew, you can do better than that, bro. Look at your neighbor and tell them I'm a 10 in some area. Because how many will acknowledge me? None of us are tens in every area. Okay, I, I can't get on that. If I did that, it would not sound like my son a while ago, all right? Or if I got a microphone, my voice will not sound like they did up there. That's why they do it and I don't, okay? All right, I don't have that gift, so I have to use the gift, and I want to use the gift that God has given me. Many of you have stifled your gift because God didn't give you what he gave somebody else. And if you would have let me have that gift, God, I would be doing amazing things for your kingdom. And God's saying, no, you wouldn't. Remember, I specifically created you fearfully and wonderfully made. How marvelous are the works of your hands. This I know very well. And when you discover that, you stop telling God what disqualifies you. And you start accepting how he made you and falling in love with that person. And you find those gifts that only God put inside of you. And you go make a difference with them. 
you come and you find the dynamics. And here it is in Corinthians chapter 12. And i got to go real quick. Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all of his parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jew or Gentile, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part but of many But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. God created just like he wanted you to be, and he fit you into the body just because the body needs you because you're not this or that or the other. You're just as important, all right, that every one of them, just as he wanted them to be as it is, there are many parts, but there's only what? One body. You need to discover the dynamics of the gifts that God has placed within you. How do I do that, Pastor? Thing called Grow Track that we do every month here at the church. Next Sunday will be Grow Track 101. And for three Sunday nights, we will meet with you and feed you a great meal. And then we're going to help you discover the gifts through a personality and the giftings test. It's very fun and laughter. And the beautiful lady on the front row up here, she does that test with you. She's much better to look at than me or the other ones, all right? And, and, and it's just fun. And we help you find those gifts and your purpose that God has created you. And how do I connect that with the body? And right now, over 100 people every week are serving here. How many thank God for the people in the parking lot when you pull up and... and There were people here at 6 o'clock making over 500 cups of coffee for you to drink today. Don't drink it all in one week, all right? But 500 cups of coffee and and, and people that are watching, I appreciate the nursery workers and and the children's workers and and all the people that connect. And and what is it? It's people operating in a gift that God has given them and they passionately enjoy doing what they do. And we want to encourage you today that you find the dynamics. Discover the dynamics that's inside of you. And then as though he saw Jason Brown do, go give it away. Bless somebody's life. We live in a nation today that we see so much turmoil, a nation that, that, that Christianity is becoming so attacked and, and under such an assault in our nation today. But I've really been praying over that, and especially in our, our prayer times, is praying over our nation and God began to speak to me. I was honored to, to meet with our senators and our representatives this past week in Tallahassee and standing for the nation of Israel, standing for biblical principles, praying for many of our political leaders. We had the honor to lead in prayer there and, and all of that. But here's what God spoke to me before I went over there because I said, God, I don't really want to waste time, but if this is going to be effective, then, then I want to sow the time into that. And, and God challenged me. Let me say this to you today. Political powers have never governed the future and the direction of a nation. Listen to me. You watch and read in history. We're putting so much emphasis on the president and who's going to be the next president. Is that important? Absolutely, it's important. Listen, the president and political powers do not govern the future of this nation. The Daniels and the Josephs and the Esthers do. They always have. God has always raised up a Daniel that will stand before a king. He's raised up the Josephs who had to go through prison and falsely accused, and yet God set them in positions of power and authority with favor and blessing over their life, and they headed up and directed the future in the direction of a nation. He raised up an Esther who would dare go before the king and say, for such a time as this, I was born and created that I put my life on the line, but I stand for the righteousness of God and the truth of 
of his word. And we are the future of America. It's not found in politics or politicians. And I said that in Tallahassee. You're the vehicle, but we're the answer. Christ alive inside of us. And can I challenge you today to not sit back. Don't get caught up on social media of attacking this one or defending that one. We represent the king of all kings. We are his hand extended. Let's be that vehicle that's going to go out as an ambassador of Christ because I've discovered my purpose. I've discovered the dynamics. I've discovered the DNA. I've discovered who I am in Christ and who he is in me. I'm going to make a difference in it. And when you do that, three things are going to happen. Number one, you got to realize and discover that God found you. To make that happen, to see that happen in your life. How many wants to be that ambassador? How many wants to be that Daniel, that Joseph, that Esther that says, we're going to make a difference? And I may not be able to stand in front of America, but I can stand in front of my community I live in. I can stand in front of the people that I work with. I can stand in front of my family. I get to stand in front of you. The sphere of influence that God gives me, I'm going to be that Joseph. I'm going to be that Daniel. I'm going to be that Esther that's going to make a difference and change the atmosphere of people's lives because I've discovered who I am and who Christ is in me. Number one, discover that he has found you. Ephesians 1.4, I'm going to give these to you very quickly. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us to sonship through Jesus Christ. Watch this. In accordance with his pleasure and his will, he pred- before he forms you in the womb of your mother, he predestined you in accordance with his pleasure and his will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one that he loves. Listen, you didn't find him. He tracked you down. Come on, how many's glad he didn't give up on you? Come on, anybody besides me needed some grace in this thing? How many's glad he didn't give up? Matter of fact, he put it like this. If you make your bed in hell, I'm going to meet you there. You can't outrun grandma's prayers. You can't outrun daddy's prayer. You can't outrun the prayers of the saints. You, you can't outrun my words. You can't move where my spirit won't find you. Come on, how many's glad Jesus found you? He found you. He went to where you were. And he picked you up and he found you. Number two, he placed you. He placed you. Very important that we discover this, that he placed you. In Ephesians 2, and powerful scripture. Now God has us where he wants us. See, some of you over here fighting with God going, I don't know why I'm on this job. Because he wants you there. Well, why am I in this career? Because he wants you there. Why did I marry him? Because he wants you to. God placed you. Now God has us where he wants us with all the time in this world and the next to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Watch this. Saving is all his idea and all of his work. That's what Pastor Brad was saying, and that's what that class is about. Understand, how many glad it's all Jesus did, all the saving part? It had nothing, it's all him. He did it all. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. God does both the making and the saving. But watch, he creates us, each of us, by Christ Jesus to join him in the work that he now does, the good work he has gotten ready for us to do, work that we better had be doing. Amen. Come on. That, 
that God has placed you. And our vision for 216 is to see you connect with your mission and realize that you're a missionary on a mission field. The town you live in, you're in Pensacola for a reason. The place that you live in this city and town is for a reason. The place you work is for a reason. The school you attend is for the ball team you play on. There's a reason God placed you there. Everybody look at me for a second because this is one of the things, especially if you've been in church all your life like I have, you got to change your whole thought and pattern about ministry is because we've always saw ministry as what happens at the church. And I want to tell you, that is not true biblical ministry. Ministry is what you do when you're not at church. And many are frustrated because they're like, I'm trying to find my ministry. Where are you at all day? Where he placed you, there's your ministry. It's not that difficult. It's not that complicated. Can I tell you that the majority of my ministry does not take place in that office Monday through Friday like many think? I don't meet with that many people in the church. We have small group leaders that take care of most of the counseling in our church. My week is spent outside this church with hurting pastors and unsaved people because that's where my ministry's at. Are you with me? And we've got this mindset that ministry is supposed to look like this. No, ministry is where God placed you the most of your day. Now go make a mission field out of it. Discover your purpose in that mission field. God has specifically placed you there to be a Joseph, an Esther, a Daniel for such a time as this. Last of all, he has given you. He has given you. I want to explain this to you. We're going to close with this one. That you realize that first of all, how many glad God found you? Anybody here glad God just showed up and found you and kind of turned your world around? And we're so complicated ministry and made it so technical. And, and, and it's not. It's an everyday lifestyle. He found you. Amen. Then you know what he did? He equipped you with gifts. Amen. He found you and he placed you. He placed you where you are. He, you live where you live on purpose. You work where you work on purpose. You have the calling within you. Your leadership's there. It's just as, as much leadership as God's put on me to lead this church. Your leadership on your job, your leadership in your family, it's equal to whatever leadership he's put on me in front of you every Sunday. Don't ignore that. God called you. He placed you. And he's placed you to impact people that won't come to church yet, but they'll listen to you on the job. Be that missionary that God's called you. Impact people's lives. Pour into people. I say it at every prayer we have here. Every prayer. And I live my day this way. That every day of my life, I live for a divine connection that God has established in the heavens before the sun rose this morning. There's somebody he's going to connect me with today that's hurting, that's searching, it may be at a Walmart. It may be at a, well, it won't be Walmart. It may be at a casting. I don't do Walmart. It, unless they got guns on sale and bullets. Anyway, but uh, wherever, gas station, restaurant, anywhere, but I'm looking. Because today God's got somebody set up for me to meet in a supernatural connection that I can have an impartation into their life. And I'm going to look for that. And that's going to happen every day. And I want to tell you, God has assigned you and I for such a time as this to go impact a nation. But if you don't love you, you're not looking to love anybody else. If you don't believe in you, you're not looking to help change somebody else's life. If you're not just adamantly in love with Jesus, you don't feel anything to give anybody. But if I come and discover who I am in Christ and who Christ is in me, and I discover a new delight in Him, and I I find out my DNA, 
and I go out and see the dynamics of the gifts that God has placed within me and I realize that God found me he sought me out he placed me where I am and he's given me look in 1 Timothy but you man of God flee from all of this and pursue righteousness godliness, faith, love, endurance and gentleness fight the good fight of the faith to hold of, take hold of the eternal life. Boy, underline this. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession to the presence of many witnesses. He said, go back and take hold of that. Timothy, young Timothy, young minister, guard what you have been entrusted to in your care. Guard it. Turn away from godless chatter and the opposing ideas of what is falsely called knowledge, which some have professed and in doing so have departed from the faith. I'm going to challenge some of you right now. you gotta, you got to walk away from conflicts, disagreements, misunderstandings, hurt feelings. And stop letting what others have done, said, or thought, or whatever's happened to turn you away from God's purpose and calling in your life. And God's what he's saying through the apostle here is, go back and put your hands back on the plow because I've called you with a holy calling. And no matter what's happened in your life, don't walk away from what I've called you to do. Rediscover your purpose. Rediscover my eternal plan for your life. It's to impact people. Impact people. Impact people. The hope of Jesus. Don't walk away from that. Don't set that down because somebody hurt you or offended you. Pick that thing back up, Paul said. Pick it back up, God's saying. Go back and rediscover why I gifted you like I have why I blessed you like I have, why I called you. Go back and pick it up. Go make a difference in somebody's life in Jesus' name. Come on, how many is ready to discover, to rediscover God's purpose? And, and here it is. Caleb said it, and I got to close, but they were giving out the land as an inheritance one day to the Israelites, and Caleb stood up 40 years old. And he said, that's my mountain right there with the Amorites, the Amites, the giants roamed. That's my mountain. That's mine. Forty years later, when he's 80 years old, they're giving out the land. It comes Caleb's time, and he says, I want that mountain. That's still mine. They said, Caleb, you're 80 years old, man. There's giants over there. It's not like you were when you were 40. And Caleb stood up, and he said, no, sir. He said, that was my mountain 40 years ago. It's still my mountain today. I'm stronger now than I was when I was 40. You can't take away my dream. You can't take away what's rightfully mine. And I want some of you to get that in your spirit today because the enemy's come and tried to steal away your dream, try to steal away your value, try to steal away your purpose, try to steal away your gifts. And you need to go back and rediscover and take back what God's already promised you 10, 20, 30 years ago and go get your dream back and say, that's still mine. I'm stronger now than I was then. I'm more determined to serve God now than I've ever been. This is my time for such a time as this. I'm gonna discover God's purpose plan in my life. I'm going to walk it out in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. You received God's word today? Let me just pray with you very quickly and every head bowed and every eye closed. And if you're here right now and you say, Pastor, that's me today. That's me. And right now, the first thing I need to do is make a full commitment to Jesus and understand that today I know about God, but I'm, I'm not where I need to be with him. I just need you to pray for me today. Pray for me, Pastor Dan. I need to make a choice, a decision today to make Jesus Lord. If that's you, would you just slip a hand right where you are? God bless you. Hands are already going up before I ask. 
I'm not going to point you out. I'm not going to come to you. I just want to pray a prayer with you. Anyone else? You say, that's me today. My first thing today, pastors, I just need Jesus. I, I need him to be the Lord of my life today. Pray for me. Maybe online, maybe on the web, internet, you're with us. If you raise your hand or you did not and you need to make that decision, pray this prayer. We're going to join you in and say, dear Jesus, I come to you now. You said in your word, if I would just come to you, confess with my mouth that you are Lord. Believe in my heart you raised from the dead. I can receive you as my Lord and Savior. So right now, I come to you. I confess with my mouth that you are Lord. I believe in my heart you raised from the dead. And I receive you right now as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You join me and give a hand clap to these that prayed today. God bless you.